From the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. And I'm going to tell you, I am not denying, I've said this all the time, we don't have pro football. So half the, half the uh, I shouldn't say half, 45% of the, the state uh, wears orange, 45% of the state wears red, 10 wears blue and gold, whatever, some percentage of that. And when they go to work, they're talking trash all week. Everybody's doing it because I get the text messages. And um, all the same, very similar to stuff that you're saying. And from that standpoint, yes, that's true. You know, I've had tons of national people coming in, tons. A few national people coming in the last few days wanted to talk about the final bedroom. Very similar to what you're doing. And that's fair. I get it. Um, uh, but we, I, and we can't get out of our box or we will not play well. We're not good enough to get out of our box and lose um, sight of what we have to do and then recover. Now, I've had teams that could. This team's not in that position. There's Oklahoma State University head football coach Mike Gundy. I guess he's essentially saying that, yeah, this is a rivalry and all, but we're in no position to get enamored with everything else around the football game and, uh, you know, and and try and think about other things other than just trying to win. I, I assume that's what he's talking he, about. Yeah, right? he very much downplayed, I mean very much downplayed, the aspect of this being the final Bedlam game for their foreseeable future. And, in fact, he even used the uh, rise of social media as a reason why well, it's not so much as a rivalry anymore like it was back in the day. You watch an NFL game, guys are hugging, just trading jerseys, like – this isn't, this isn't a rivalry like it used to be. Well, he's he's right to a certain degree. Like, that has become a little more of a, of a thing. Now, football, it's not nearly as bad as it is, like, in, in basketball and, you know, the whole AAU thing. And, I mean, I, it's, still a, it's still a rivalry. But, I mean, we see some heated stuff quite a bit in rivalries across college football. But his overall point, I do agree with, but not as much in college football. Uh, college football is like really the last like, the last sport that's hanging on to any of that. Yeah, well, here's his reasoning why Bedlam was more intense back in the day than what it was now, and here's what he said about Boss. It didn't bother me because we didn't have phones and social media. But it was a rivalry then. Like, you know, uh, Bosworth spit in my face. I spit in his face. I mean, it was actually a rivalry, right? Like, um, uh, the summer of my, uh, before my sophomore year, you know, I would go to parties in Oklahoma City, and and uh, um, they would say, well, Bosworth and Migliazzo and some of those guys were here. And so I had to make a decision whether, um, were we going to have confrontation there and who was with me? Because, I mean, I'm not going to. You know, those guys, you know, I can kick them in the shin and run like hell, but, but, but you know, I mean, I'm not dumb. So we had to make those decisions because, I mean, what, what kind of a frame in mind was Brian going to be in on that point? I don't know. You know, um, you know had he uh, taken a, a vitamin C and had a few drinks, well, he might not be a guy you want to talk to at that point. You know, he'd get real red and cross his face. So there, it was a rivalry then. 
Now it's not as much anymore, unfortunately, because of the way it is. But it's a very important game. What's your what's your main takeaway from that right there? Boz used to spit in his face. He used to spit in Boz's face. You never knew at a party if he had taken a vitamin C and had a few drinks. Right. Well, hey, I don't know. I, I That's an interesting line of uh I felt like he made, yeah, I felt like the whole vitamin C joke. Uh, I can go back and look in, in the audio folder. I feel is he like talking he made, about cocaine? I'm guessing he's talking about steroids is what he's talking oh. about. And I feel like he made a very similar joke last year or the year before. I, I don't think that's the first time he's made that reference. Gotcha. I'll go back and well, find that, though. I, don't, I, I mean, he is correct to a certain degree with the rivalry stuff. It's... A lot of it's changed. Um, you know, for example, I, how many guys do we have starting offense, defense, special teams that are transfers? Oh, I, 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 a, a lot. A, a lot. Bit. So uh, those guys, I mean, yes. Oh, Oklahoma State's your rival. Okay, cool. So this is a game that we get up for and get angry at the other team got it nice all right we'll do that but it's not like deep i you know you didn't come through it four years in the seniors like it really means something to win this football game i mean it it means something to win it you know what i'm saying though, right it's just so i think he is right to a certain degree about it yeah um here was boss's comeback by the way we put that out on our twitter page and boss quote tweeted it and said Guess what, Coach G? Bedlam is still a rivalry, and Big Brother still wants to whip Little Brother's ass. <laughs> How about we meet this Saturday at your place? Let's say the 50-yard line so we can exchange pleasantries the old-fashioned way, face-to-face. I'll see you there. Booma. Yeah, Bo- think- Bo- Boz will – I can't confirm Boz will be there on Saturday. You think Gundy shows up in that wrestling singlet he's got? That or the tucked-in hoodie, depending on what the weather's yeah. going to be. It's supposed to be perfect weather. Isn't it like it's, high as 68 yeah, or then something? It, then it's the singlet if that's the case. Woo. Let's go, Man. Boss. Yeah, meet him out there at the 50. I like it. Say some words to him. Boss like will be it. there, and I think uh, AD is, sounds like he might be there as well. Ah, so, Adrian Peterson's going to be there. All the, all the stars there. Suit him up. <laughs> suit him up. He, he said he wants to play one year in the NFL. I, I, I'd suit him up right now for this team. Give it to him 35 times. Right. Yep. Well, hey, man, um, I don't know. Whatever it takes to win the football game, we've absolutely got to have it because i got to tell you, it does not feel good right now. Nope. At all. It feels really bad. So whatever it is that we need to do, we've got to flip things around and get out there and play what we – the football we played up until – just recently, you know, we've had some hiccups here and there where we haven't just been firing on all cylinders. But my goodness, Saturday was a a huge regression. Now, I don't think the defense played all that bad. Okay, I don't. Now, they gave up some stuff. Obviously, they gave up some plays. They gave up that final drive. A fourth and six was frustrating. Also gave you two turnovers late, though, to go win that game. Yeah, well, gave you two turnovers late, 
you know, on one of the turnovers we had, they were able to force a missed field goal out of it. And, you know, they did some really good things. Did some really good things. Good Defense definitely played good enough to win. So, and we've seen our offense play fantastic football at times. So, it's not like there's no way that we can get things back on the rails. We can. Um, I just don't even know how they got off the rails, frankly. Uh, by getting too cute offensively, not throwing the deep ball. Um, yeah, I'm, there, there, there's there's many reasons why. And apparently, um, we'll see if this changes with better conditions. They don't trust uh, Zach Schmidt all that much either. Early in the game, what you had a ball inside the red zone, you felt like you had to go for it on that fourth down. I can't yeah. remember if the wind was at his back or in his face at that point, but regardless, that's a very makeable field goal from that spot. So it's shaky yeah. there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I. Um... But, yeah, you, you say that you don't feel good going into this game. Well, yeah, because these two teams, they, they look completely opposite the first four weeks. OU was doing some really nice things. Oklahoma State was losing to South Alabama at home. But how you hoped this OU team would respond is really what Oklahoma State's look like because, dude, they haven't just won games. They've been dominating recently. Cincinnati's yeah. a bad team, but they dominated Cincinnati. They they end up running away from West Virginia. They only beat Kansas State by eight, but it felt like they dominated that game. And they dominated that game by just being able to run the football on people, man. Not not doing anything particularly you know, super special. Let's just be more physical and line up and run the ball. And that's what I want OU to try to be. If we're talking about offensive identity, I just want him to be an offense where if it's third and three, forget the jet sweep crap, man. If it's first and ten and all you need is a first down to end the game, go run the ball two, three times and pick up a first down and end it. That's what I want them to be. And I think they show signs of being that at times, and then they get away from it in bad spots. It's frustrating. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, I, you're right. I, Oklahoma State, which, by the way, I didn't feel good about this game before we lost to Kansas. Okay, um, you know, I've, I've been saying for a while that this is going to be the most difficult game that we have left on our schedule, and I still believe that. And they are playing good. And you're right; they did only beat Kansas State by eight, which Kansas State happens to be the best-looking team in the conference right now. Yeah, they're winning on Saturday, by the way. Go ahead and mark that down. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, we're going to have good weather. At least it appears that way for the game on Saturday. Was weather the reason we weren't pushing the I, ball down the field? I've seen them play. Well, did they throw the deep ball against UCF? It was good weather against UCF, wasn't it? Well, that's and a fair it, point. And against another defense that was gettable, like this Kansas defense. So, I, I don't, I don't know if the weather has anything to do with it, but they, they better do it on Saturday, man. Like, push the ball down the field, Wh- yeah. whatever. Like, get the ball into number four's hands. It's, I, I don't, I don't know. But they, I, I just don't think weather. I, I've seen good weather games this year where OU hasn't thrown it down the field, and it was just as mysterious as, as to what it was after the game on Saturday. Is why they didn't. Yeah, uh, Santa John says pull the red shirt off of Hicks and Smothers now. They haven't done it so far. I <laughs> are you ever going to get to a point this year where you do it? No, I don't feel. I don't think so either. 
I wouldn't think so, but, I, you know, I don't know. I have no idea what they're going to do. Uh, no clue. 405, maybe we were never really on the rails to begin with. Struggled against SMU, Cincy, UCF. The luck just ran out against Kansas. I mean, I'll entertain that, but I don't know, man. I saw some really good play from this. We've actually been really good aside from the running back position this year. You know? I mean, Dylan Gabriel's been great. Wide receivers have been great. Offensive line, for the most part, has done really good, only giving up, like, a handful of sacks until the last couple of weeks and. You know, Metallier getting hurt was not good. Andrew Anthony getting hurt, not good. I, we've lost a lot of players to injury, and, you know, we had some good competitive depth, but it ain't that good to where we can lose, like, 10 starters, which we have at this point, you know, in and out of the roster through different games. Like, that, that's been a big impact on us. And we talked about like, what it would be like if Stutson went out at backer. Well, you saw. Yeah, not and, great. You know, I thought both of those guys thought Kanick did some good things. You know, he also struggled. Thought Kobe McKenzie came in and, and did some good things. He had a good pass breakup on a third down. But it's just Stutzman's presence in there, man, that you really miss. Sure. That's that's what we're talking about here. Sure. Nine one eight, Tyler, Cincinnati's not a good team, but heading an Oklahoma State game, they were the top ranked rushing defense in the Big Twelve. Yeah, fair. And OSU ran for 315 yards. Yeah, My God, on 37 carries, they have eight and a half yards per carry against Cincinnati. Jeez. And the only reason they didn't run for more is because they gave a curtain call to Ollie Gordon and pulled him out and let him get the ovation or he would have kept going. Uh, Todd and OKC, would you guys go five receivers wide, spread them out, let Gabriel air it out, mix in the run? Five wide receivers, Anderson, Stoops, Farouk, Thompson, and Gibson. Todd and OKC say, go, should, we, should they go air raid? No. I don't think so I would either. do the exact same thing we've been doing, except I would push the ball down the field more. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. We just need to get back to being They mean to make it simpler aggressive. is what it sounds like, man. Just I, I, If Tawie Walker is as good on Saturday uh, as he was this past Saturday, if he's healthy, that's great. Just run the ball up the middle, throw some stuff down the field. Just get rid of the... Get rid of the laterals. Just get rid of the sideline to sideline stuff, man. Yeah. It's not working. It's not going to work. Well, it works, but there's diminishing return with every time that you rerun it. I mean, once, twice, maybe three times a game, you mix it in whenever you've got someone on their heels, fine. But... I, for that to be like some of your go-to stuff is, I mean, it feels like like that's what you do whenever you can't line up and beat someone. And if that's the case against Kansas, which uh, Kansas is a good football team, there is no doubt about it. But defensively, they're not very good. Yeah. They are. They're really bad. Well, based on what I saw, I would disagree. I'm not. You're not saying this, I know. But if that was the thought process, I disagree that you couldn't line up and beat them on some short yardage stuff. Based on what I saw, I, I feel like you could have. 
I know you didn't on the final drive, but there were a lot of t- points in that game where I felt just keep the ball on the ground. You're doing okay. And really, man, that's when the first half turned. What was the staff uh, or what was the stat that the uh, TV crew put out? Like 15 straight rushes, 15, 16 straight rushes to end the half. That's when things were going its best offensively. Yep. And then the second half, what'd you score a combined? 12 points in that game? Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not good at all. Yeah, that – when we came out of the lightning delay, we played our best stretch of football, for sure. Except for whenever we went into halftime. I, that's another thing. I have no idea why we had three timeouts – and the football in decent field position with All a the, minute a left. A lot of momentum, too. And did, like, ran one play and then went to the locker room? Yeah, and it's really weird when you kind of consider what I think this offense wants to be. It wants to be a quick strike, hurry-up type of offense. And that is, it just feels like if anyone's going to go down and score, it's an offense that will, will, will shoot for big plays and, and moves fast, you, you know? Like that's just, yeah. yeah, just not taking advantage of that opportunity was weird too. I I'd totally forgotten about that that uh, series in the game, but for sure, man. Especially when what three weeks ago you went right down the field against a good yeah. defense with no timeouts and scored. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, that's what I'm saying is I, it's all of it is so uncharacteristic that I just I don't even really have a response unless they just felt like the. The weather was such a huge factor that they didn't feel comfortable pushing it down the field. I, I don't know. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on next. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Mike Steely here for Cavens Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cavens is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cavens is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cavens Group today, 405-573. All remaining bad boy zero-turn mowers. Even if you weren't planning on buying a new mower until next season, you're going to want to take advantage of this sale. Take $1,000 off the Ramblers, $1,500 off Magnums, $2,000 off Avenger and Elites, $2,500 off Mavericks, and a whopping $3,000 off Maverick HD and Rebels. The sale ends when the last one's gone. Extreme Outdoor Equipment, located at I-44 Exit 108 in Newcastle. Just uh, didn't get in the rhythm and, you know, ended up losing the game. So that's what happened. You know, everything on film is on film. So that's what it is. Yeah, we got to get back to work and then we got to see what everyone's made of. So it'll be good. It'll be real good. Yeah, just uh, got to get back to work. Got to find a way to win and start earlier so we're not in that situation. Dylan Gabriel after the game on Saturday, and it's time for our Under the Radar segment brought to you by Boy Street Ventures. Tell you more about Boy Street Ventures here momentarily, but um, I'll try my hand at this one. You can as well, as will the text line, 405-651-3439. For my Under the Radar player brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures, um, we should be celebrating him today. 
and OU was a first down away from us doing so, but I can't really tell you how great he was down in and down out the rest of the game, but Ethan Downs made a hell of a play at the end of the game to get the offense the ball back. He did. So I'll give Ethan Downs my under-the-radar player of the game. Yeah, I, I thought he he made a uh, – I not only did we absolutely have to have that play at that moment, um, I if he's not there on that play to – to make that interception, it's going to be a huge game, huge. Um, so yeah, I and you know I what? Would put him in there, absolutely. I wish the team um, really resembled what Ethan Downs has looked like after the Texas game, after his best moment. And I'm sure not everything is perfect, but I feel like we've seen a lot more highlight plays from Ethan Downs, a lot of high level plays. In the Texas game and since the Texas game. That hasn't been the case for the entire team. But it does feel like he's stringed together his the, maybe the best football of his career uh, the past three games. Yeah. So good for him on that on that front. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, I thought Desan McCullough played well. Led the team in tackles, sure. Um, he had a couple of really nice plays. Had a tackle for loss. That was nice. Um, did some really good good things. I thought Bowman played another just really solid game. Um, I thought Kip Lewis coming in for Stutzman, those are big shoes to fill. And I know he had a couple of missed tackles, but all in all, he's I really liked what I saw yeah, from him. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good player, and I think next year could be a, a really big year for him. Yep. Really I, big year. I liked Key Lawrence. Key Lawrence had uh, a couple of really nice plays uh, at or behind the line of scrimmage. Um, he... He picked up the slack communication-wise whenever Stutzman was out, getting people lined up and being a verbal leader out there. Um, I thought he did some good stuff. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how under the radar it is, but, I mean, Tawi was, you know, exceptional. Looked like his best game, man. Yep. Best game by, by a running back this year. And Drake Stoops again, dude. Led the I team in catches. Swear. What, four catches? Led the team. <sighs> uh, could you ever ask for a better college football player? No, and I I think we're slowly starting to realize it more and more. And in no way is he the most physically gifted player on this team. No one would argue that. But you're going to miss him next year, man. You're, you're going to miss him next year. Yeah. You can just – and it's not even about – I mean, it is about the four catches – and the production in the receipt, but just everything he does is he he does it at a high level. That's going to be a every, tough guy to replace. Every catch, like on the stat sheet, he had four for seventy six. Okay, but it's like every catch that he makes, and it's not just this game; it's every game, happens to be at like the most critical point. Whenever you have to have something happen, it's incredible. I mean, you'll never be able to to look at his career stats and get a real grasp of what he's meant to this football team whenever he's been out on the field. It's incredible. By the way, this is our Under the Radar segment brought to you by Board Street Ventures. Board Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under-the-radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU Innovation at BoardStreetVentures.com. Georgia Sooner says Under the Radar is Desan McCullough. Hardly see him, but when he's on the field, he makes plays. 
That's right. He makes some loud plays. And when a corner's trying to block him or a running back, someone in the backfield, he just mows through it. Dude, it's actually a lot of fun to watch. Forget about it. When they throw a bubble or something and he's out there on the perimeter, I can't believe people still try it at this point, frankly. Uh, He just absolutely chews it up. And he's going to get better and better. You know, he's just dipping the toe in the water. Next year, uh, you know, I'm already looking forward to next year. I mean, he's he's getting better and better this year, but I just, the future is incredibly bright with him. Todd and OKC says Drake Stoops could have gotten open on that last series to get us the first down we needed to win. Oh, I would I would have counted on that to happen, sure. Yeah, uh, very few times have we thrown it to him on a third down that we had to convert, and he didn't uh, find a way to pull it in. Nine four zero Drake's leadership and work ethic will be missed more than his production, which was and is huge. Uh, yeah, seven eight five Stoops is like Willis last year, just a hard nosed program guy that gives it his all every single game. Blacktop Billy says, "I think Gavin Freeman will take his position just fine, and I love Drake Stoops." Yeah, hopefully, we'll see. Um, I was telling you during a break, I watched a, and this is cool to whoever put it out, it was some Texas site, put out a thread of every single throw from Malik Murphy on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Very, very helpful, because that's really what I wanted to see. Um, I don't know what everyone else thought, but shaky from Malik Murphy, man. Yeah. Just wasn't, well, wasn't. expect and, and, that. Expect that, yeah, but velocity just didn't blow me away, and, and he'll be better in his next start, he better be, just. Just an okay start from Malik Murphy. But they, they handle BYU. Well, he's not going to be better in his next start. Well, I mean, the numbers probably won't be. But I'm just saying after a, a game under his belt, you think. But, yeah, it's K-State, K-State and Oklahoma State. And throw Iowa State in there, too. There have just been some teams in the league almost left for dead and have completely turned it around the past three to four weeks. Yep. Kansas That's State right. was kind of left for dead after they lost in Stillwater. OSU after they lost in Ames. Iowa State after they lost to Ohio, and they don't even, especially OSU and Kansas State, don't even look like the same football team anymore. OSU after they lost in it, OSU was left for dead in January. Yeah. When the transfer portal round came uh, hit them, right? They not picked to do well, left for dead. How's it going to happen? Started off shaky, and they've just gotten better and better and better. Um, you know, still, still hanging in there. It's going to be a wild finish for the Big Twelve Championship, and I imagine we're going to have some sort of tiebreaker at least for one of the spots, right? Uh, I'd be shocked at this point if that's not the case, though. A lot of those teams, just like Texas, plays a lot of those teams ranked there at the top towards the end of the year. I mean, they got to play one of them on Saturday, and then in what two weeks' time they got to go on the road to Ames. Well, so it uh, feels like Texas has maybe the toughest road out of any of those teams there at the at the yeah. top. And if Oklahoma State can get past OU, yeah, they end them, with yeah. they end with the newbies: UCF, Houston, and BYU. Which, in case God. anyone has been paying attention, they're like uh, one and fifteen or something like that right now in yeah. conference. Yeah, how about that? Well UCF played well in Norman. Feels like maybe they're gonna turn around the back half of the season. They got dominated yep. at home by West Virginia. Plumley goes out, throws a couple of interceptions and Which makes you feel even worse made me feel even not that I could feel much worse Saturday after just that game, but looking at that result, it's like, jeez, really? Okay. Well let me ask you something. Are we any good? 
I think I had this written down today. What is OU best at? And I filled out my answer here. I do feel like they are good at creating takeaways. Yeah. Is that what – I feel like that's what they're best at. Created created three more uh, on Saturday. Yeah. So I don't know if that that alone makes you a good team, but they're not a good team right now. I – I haven't seen anything the past three weeks that would make me think that there's some great team. Yeah. But yeah. I go that that goes back to the point of Saturday is this this feels like a game that can flip things around for you. But yeah. it's gonna take their best game of the year, probably, to, to win this game. Well, we can still ride the ship. A lot of things can happen from this moment on. Okay? We can Win Bedlam, get things back on track, beat West Virginia at home. I, I, mean, I don't know. It's hard to look at anything on the schedule and just say, well, that's a win and that's a win and that's a win. I understand that at the moment. But, my goodness, if you can get past Oklahoma State on the road, you have a good chance of making the Big 12 uh, yeah. championship. Yeah, it feels okay? like it really lightens up after that. Even the trip to Provo, BYU's not some great team. I know that so, had mattered previously for OU. But. Right. So I, even though it feels like it's the, it's the darkest day of the season, and I guess it is because you're undefeated up to this point, I mean, we're a 7-1 football team. We're still, what are we in the AP right now? Ten. Still a top 10 football team at the moment. We have a lot of good things going for us. Um, still, at this point, can attain any and every single goal that we put on paper or considered or hoped for before the season started. Okay? So, you know, I know that our expectations have gradually changed as we played more and more games, and I get that and I understand that. And, you know, that, that's that's good, that's healthy, and that's always going to be the case here. Um, so, I don't know. I'm still hopeful. But at the moment, it <laughs> whenever you look back, it's, oh, yeah. it's frustrating and it's hard to predict the future. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. Hello. This is a prepaid call from... Nephew, it's me again. An inmate at the county correctional facility. To accept this call, press 1 now. Oh, great. What now? Okay, what's up? Well, I don't want to really admit... Outcome. From diagnosis to survivorship, we guide you every step of the way, placing an emphasis on compassion, communication, and emotional support. Here, you're not just a patient, you're family. Let us stand with you on your journey to healing. To learn more, visit OklahomaBreastCenter.com or call 405-307-2623. It's What Caught Teddy's Eye, brought to you by Yalagosny Law on this Reaction Monday. When you call law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer? At Yalagosny Law, communication is a priority. That's Yalagosny Law, 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. All right, let's start here. Michigan. All right. Um, rumors of a contract extension being pulled off the table for Harbaugh. Um, also, new allegations. Multiple sources are saying that there's a Big Ten school um, that told SI that 
Apparently the ball boys at Michigan on the sideline are listening in to play calls and communicating nice. information to the Michigan sideline, uh, holding the football up in, in one hand to indicate an expected pass and in the other hand to indicate a run, for instance. Um, I got to tell you, and I'm sure I'm alone on this, don't care. I find all of this to be absolutely ridiculous. I think it's a witch hunt, and I think it was probably done by Ohio State after getting whipped by Michigan twice. You know, um, it's interesting that there's the report out that Michigan has rescinded its uh, offer to mm-hmm. – uh, or this uh, extension offer to Jim Harbaugh, and he was asked about it today, and he's like, well, that's not entirely true. Yeah. So there's even uh, interesting things going on Here's there, the so. thing. Okay. Here's the thing, okay? Well, last we can talk about it until we hear whatever the NCAA has to say about it. This has been going on. Teams have known this has been going on. Teams have been coming up to – uh, Michigan, whenever they're scouting and saying that they know, they're making phone calls to future opponents telling them what Michigan is doing. And so this has been known for some time. And guess what? Nobody ever made any claims. Nobody ever said anything. Nobody went to the NCAA. Nobody brought it up in the postgame press conference. All right, until uh, the law firm came forward. Out of nowhere with all of the allegations, right? Yeah. So why would all of these teams know it, prepare for it, talk to other teams about it, but not say anything? I don't know. I'm honestly over that, this whole story. I agree. Um, next thing, Ference, Brian Ference out after the season, after the bowl game at Iowa. Uh, they're ready for some new offense up there. Yeah, they should be, man. They had the uh, the point total that he had to get to this year. Um, they are not even going to come close to it. They still got a chance to win the Big Ten West, kind of like everyone <laughs> else does. And that have you seen that log jam? Yeah. Like Nebraska seemingly got a chance to play in a Big Isn't Ten championship crazy? game, which is crazy. They're five and three. Got a chance to make a bowl game this year. Old Matt Rule, nice, but yeah, man, they they've got to get a more imaginative offense in there. I I mean, come on. It's it's funny that Iowa State or Iowa rather is essentially telling their offensive coordinator to kick rocks and we got a chance to go win the Big Ten theoretically. Um, final thing I've got: How horrible was the officiating on Saturday in the Oklahoma Kansas game? Um, Tyler. Yeah, it was I, bad. What was the personal foul penalty for on the bench? Was it on Beatenbow? Like who? Don't know. Yeah, I, I, that's no idea. Weird. But the out of bounds play, where the receiver, they ruled that he caught the ball. That's no, he did not. That's the incomplete pass. Well, they came okay. back and said since someone else tipped it, he can regain possession. I don't care what they said. Yeah, that was their reasoning look, for that. I can look directly at the play. And he's out of bounds whenever he touches the ball. Okay? Um, horrible call. The Kendall Dolby call. Horrible call. Horrible call. The Reggie Pearson targeting call on the goal line. Horrible yeah, call. Yeah, that's my – I hated that call more than maybe any other on Saturday. It's so bad. They didn't flag what, what, it What's he supposed time. to do? It's a play at the goal line. Like, it's just – 
You have I, to be able to defend the goal line. I don't know what else he's supposed to do there. Like, what, what plays is he supposed nothing. to make? There's nothing. He has to defend the goal line. It's it's ridiculous. They have to understand that whenever they're re- 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 uh, reviewing the play. Anyone that would call a targeting on Reggie Pearson in that situation is either a total jackass or there's something bad going on. Why not both? Huh? Why not both? I, yeah, I just I don't know what he's supposed to do there. Is he supposed to just stand there and just try to push Jason Bean down on the back? I, I, I mean, it's He's supposed to do exactly what he did. Yeah, no, it, it is. Um, so that can lead into my first one. I saw uh, Horn Sports on Twitter put this out. Week 9 update. I guess they've been tracking the uh, penalties or lack thereof as, as well. Holding calls on opponent against Texas this year. Rice, zero. Bama, one. That was an SEC crew. Wyoming, zero. Baylor, one, which was declined. Kansas, one. Oklahoma, zero. Houston, one, which was declined. BYU, zero. Pass interference calls on opponent. Zero on Rice, two on Bama, SEC crew. Zero on Wyoming, one on Baylor, and then zero pass interference calls their past four games against KU, OU, Houston, and BYU. I don't know if they have a legitimate gripe or not, but they're at least keeping up with the numbers, which is pretty funny. Uh, it's uh, – I don't know. I am – last year I'm sitting here saying, well, you know, it's uh, it's trending that way. It'll even out in the long run. You know, whenever you're not that good and it, you're in the margins, those calls are going to affect games and we're going to talk about them more. But this year I'm like, no, screw it. This is BS. I, some of this crap, it just can't well, be a coincidence. I'm really afraid it's going to show up on Saturday in a big way. In a big way. Speaking yep. of penalties, the Colorado State fans got flagged 15 yards for throwing snowballs at Air Force. Here's huh. what it sounded like. For the play, unsportsmanlike conduct on the Colorado State bench. Will you please, will the audience please refrain from throwing snowballs? will continue to cost Colorado State. Now, important to note, there was a warning in the first half. There was a warning in the first half. The students, it was a snow game, and they kept throwing snowballs at the Air Force. At the troops! They kept throwing snowballs at the troops and finally got a penalty called on them. Nice. Hey, uh, just a reminder, since you you brought that up, man, I was watching the uh, when Kansas stormed the field. Man, I'm telling you, there's something bad is going to happen, oh. uh, it, and it's going to happen in a really, really bad was that, way. Did that loser go up to LV Bunkley Shelton? Is that is that who I, it was? Throwing there up the wasn't L? just one, Tyler. There were tens of twenties of thirties of people doing it, like bad, 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 bad. I was watching it in binoculars. I thought for sure someone was about to get pummeled. USC and Cal played a close game on yeah, right. Saturday, but it didn't start on time because mm. of the most California thing ever. There was a protest traffic? on the field. Well, traffic oh. and then protest. Fifteen people, mostly Cal students, were arrested and taken away in handcuffs after storming the field and staging a sit-in that delayed the start of Saturday's game. Uh, the protesters, many wearing T-shirts that read, Justice for Yvonne, sat back-to-back in the middle of the Cal logo. So I guess she was a um, Spanish and Portuguese professor who was recently suspended by the university for allegedly stalking and harassing a professor from another school. 
whatever. I, you know what? Just go out there and drench them in pepper spray is what I say. <laughs> I mean, drench them. Uh, yeah. Uh, most California thing ever. OU West Virginia on a six-day hold. So I will find out Saturday night, Sunday, I guess, when the next uh-huh. home game is. That could be go. a big recruiting weekend for OU, so it, that really actually doesn't need to be an 11 a.m. kickoff. Um, right. It could really benefit OU if it was 2.30 or a night game, so let's hope that happens. Yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It's time to stand out, be bold, and Buicks are bold at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Take up to $5,500 off MSRP on new 2023 Buick Envisions. Now that's bold money and unbeatable savings on new 2023 Buick Envisions. Make bold moves. You are going to stand out. Head to Dorsey Jones in El Reno now. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. Teddy Lehman here for my friends at Extreme Outdoor Equipment in Newcastle. They're having their end-of-season blowout on all remaining Bad Boy zero-turn mowers. Even if you weren't planning on buying a new mower until next season, you're going to want to take advantage of this sale. Take $1,000 off the Ramblers, $1,500 off Magnums, $2,000 off Avenger and Elites, $2,500 off Mavericks, and a whopping $3,000 off Maverick HD and Rebels. The sale ends when the last one's gone. Extreme Outdoor Equipment, located at I-44 Exit 108 in Newcastle. Your equipment search ends here. Now that's a bold statement. But at Purple Wave Auction, it's true. See for yourself at purplewave.com. Purple Wave is your online marketplace for ag and construction equipment, utility vehicles, trucks and trailers, and yes, even a classic car or two. Bidding is straightforward and simple. No reserves, no minimum bids. Ready to get started? Head to purplewave.com. Purple Wave Auction. Straight, simple, sold. Tired of your current living situation? With a variety of locations and over 40 floor plans to choose from, you can't lose with Home Creations. Every Home Creations home comes with enhanced included features such as built-in tornado safety features, quartz countertops, wood-like tile, and so much more. Live like a champion today by calling Holly of Home Creations at 405-364-9999 for more information. Home Creations. The Mont invites you to come by and enjoy our high-quality food and drinks in our historic atmosphere. The Mont has won numerous awards, including Best Restaurant in Norman, Best Appetizer for our Great Queso, Best Exotic Drink for the Original Swirl, the Best Patio Dining for our beautifully landscaped patio. Come see the Town Tavern, OU football scoreboards dating back to 1947. We'll see you at the Mont on the corner of Boyd and Classen, or call us at 329-3330. My son Ian was diagnosed with a brain tumor at the age of 16 months. We had no hope until St. Jude rescued us. He's alive because of what St. Jude has done. He's here because of the doctors who came before, their blood, their sweat, their tears, the knowledge accumulated and shared you know, with everyone else around the world. This is how we help kids beat cancer all over. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Somewhere, there's a river rushing through the woods while someone rushes through their day. There's a mountain looking up at the sky while someone looks down at their phone. 
a trail waiting to be walked while someone waits for a latte. This world is full of somewheres waiting for someone just like you. So go see yours at 154 National Forests and 20 Grasslands. And to learn more, visit nationalforest.org. The National Forest Foundation. See your somewhere. The law firm of Glass Tabor has been serving Norman and the state of Oklahoma since 1998. Glass Tabor has built a reputation based on thorough preparation, attention to detail, ethical strength, and professionalism. We are your community law firm and have consultants to handle all types and sizes of legal issues. Call Glass Tabor at 405-360-9700 and put their 100 years of experience practicing law the right way to work for you. Or visit GlassTaborLaw.com. Don't be one of the powerless when extreme conditions strike. Lightning, high winds, excessive heat, or other severe conditions can leave you in the dark or worse. See the light. Contact Oklahoma Generator, the company that gives Oklahomans the power to protect their family, homes, health, business, and life. Oklahoma Generator is a certified premier Generac dealer, providing professional installation, service, and repair to keep you safe and secure. Be ready for anything. Oklahoma Generator. OKGen.com. Power to the people. Hey Sooners, I'm OU alum James Spann, and I founded Boyd Street Ventures to invest in promising Oklahoma-connected companies and bring Oklahoma innovation to the world. One of those companies is OKC-based Wheeler Bio, which is developing brilliant ways to get badly needed therapeutic drugs to the market faster. When you invest in our fund, you're investing not only in innovative companies like Wheeler Bio, but in Oklahoma's future. Check us out at BoydStreetVentures.com. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Jim and Arlington just sent me something on Twitter. I guess Heather Dinich said uh, something controversial. Heather Dinich believes the college football playoff committee will ignore Oklahoma's win over Texas. Interesting. Here's the quote. Does the selection committee completely ignore Oklahoma's head-to-head win against Texas in what is one of college football's most storied rivalries? I think they do. Oklahoma lost to Kansas. They did not look good in that win to UCF. I think they dropped below. To me, the Big 12's best bet for a playoff contender right now is Texas in large part uh, because of that win in Tuscaloosa, in quotes. So what is she saying? She thinks Texas will be ranked higher tomorrow at... I mean, what? whatever. I don't think that's a big deal if they are. Yeah. Uh, you'll get to play would, them again or they'll lose and you'll you'll jump. I, don't, I would assume that they're ranked higher. They are in us. the AP poll. I mean, if that's what yeah. she's trying to say, then I, I don't think that's a big deal. They are, well, statistically, like, if they win out, are they the best bet? <laughs> Yeah, I guess, but they're not winning out, man. That, that's the thing is, I at this point without their starting quarterback, I it ain't happening. I, I would be shocked if they won out. I don't think they're going to win this week. In matter of fact, I don't think it's that hard to uh, picture a scenario where they get blown out this week by Kansas State. They could lose. But, two, they could lose two out of their next three, and, and we're talking about OU's got their own issues. Um, but Texas got Kansas State at home and at Iowa State in a few weeks. They could lose yeah, both it's, those. Yeah, definitely. So, I, yeah, I don't – I forgot that the – does that come out tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, which I 
I forgot all about that. But to say they'll completely ignore that win is, yeah, like someone from the 785 is saying that's a silly quote. I mean, you can't completely ignore that win. I, that doesn't make any sense. No. I, they're not going to ignore a win over the number three team in the country at the time. That's absurd. Scary Gary says, realistically, we need some help if we're going to make it to the playoff. Which conference frontrunner is more likely to lose? Georgia? Florida State plays an awful schedule. Feels like Georgia's starting to wake up and turn it on a bit. They hammered yeah. Kentucky a few weeks back. I know Florida's not any good, but they're, they're at least starting to separate in, in these games and look a lot better. Uh, yeah, and I, I guess you got to entertain it a little bit. Washington they, is Kind of like OU, man. They had that big win, and they haven't looked the same either. Washington's holding on. Oregon, on the other hand, is starting to to trend in a really good direction. Um, Florida State looks really solid. Um, Michigan's going to absolutely pummel Ohio State. So, uh, yeah, we I don't know. Do we need help? We we just got to win next week. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't yeah. even I can wrap my head around what needs to happen it's, for us. Like this we is normally the time football. where you look ahead, but this team's got so many issues right now. It's got to just focus on Saturday first. That's right. Gosh. All right, quick time out here, and we've got the final hour of the rush coming up next here from Newcastle Casino. Now-